Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We actually put the music in post, so I shouldn't be doing that. Oh, it's better. We shouldn't be doing it anyway. No. We, we don't own the copyright to it. <laughs> um. Shush, that's our theme. Mark Haynes, Pete Donaldson, wrestle me, Mark Haynes. Wrestle me, Peter Donaldson. We've not been in a room together for like a month. I and know. It, I feel kind of... Oh, I've just come off back like a back injury or something, and I feel a bit weird in the ring. I don't know what to do. It must be like two months <laughs> since we actually sat down and did one. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, I think Is so. It? I've been really worried that loads of wrestlers would die, <laughs> and we'd be putting out episodes not referencing the fact they were dead. Yeah. So it's been well done, wrestlers. About an hour. <laughs> for staying alive. I know. Who'd for have a couple thought? of months. Um, I think Stanley might be on his way out. Uh, as we speak. Uh, has he not been on the drought for a while? No, he's... he's. Well, uh, there's been funny stories about Stanley. There has been funny... It's a bit, um... Uh, um, who's the space man? Uh, Neil Armstrong. Buzz Aldrin? No, uh, 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 Brief History of Time. D- David Stephen Ike. Hawking. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. <laughs> He's a bit... I met Stanley once. Did you? Yeah, I went to a Comic-Con a, in a London. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I specifically went there because it was the first time Stanley had been in Britain since the 70s. Right. And I think Stanley is the greatest creative mind of the 20th century. Mm. When people are like, oh, you know who's really good? Woody Allen. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you know who's proper good? Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who I really like? I like the work on Egon Sheila. Oh, good for you. You know who's better than Egon Sheila? Stanley. It's Stanley. <laughs> so I, I met him at a convention very, very briefly, and he mm. was walking through, and I thought, what do you say to Stanley, the mm. man who created the Fantastic Four and Spider-Man, you know, the greatest creative mind of the 20th century? Yeah. And I know in the 70s he used to do a lot of um, sort of like... P- pages in comic books where he'd always sign off with Excelsior, Stanley. Mm. Mm. So I said, as, as he passed me, I went, Stan, can I ask a favour? And he said, yeah, sure. And I said, can you just scream Excelsior in my face? <laughs> and the person who was with him went, I don't think. And he went, Excelsior! <laughs> I was so delighted. So <laughs> delighted. Uh, still alive. Although this podcast's going out in two weeks. So yeah. every chance. Well, I, I, think I, heard, I think somebody should say it in the office, that's all. So he might, might, he might be done. Well, really? But, yeah. What a, so. what a great way to start <laughs> Sorry, the Mark. podcast. Sorry, Mark. One oh, of your greatest great. heroes. Let me hang on. I've just got my notes here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. We're doing a wrestling podcast, Mark. You should know better. Why don't you, you sh- break it to me that my mum is dead? <laughs> <laughs> you should know better. We, we haven't seen her for a while. That's all I'm saying. Oh, God. We haven't seen her for a while. Oh, last time I saw her, she chanted Excelsior in my face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, according to uh, one emailer, Mark, that um, Stone Cold Steve Austin does remember. Um, some talk of the dinner date happening, uh, but it never actually went through, apparently. No. So he didn't remember having a dinner with I anybody. I laugh 
laughed so much at that. I, lo- I love the fact that they went, you know, it's all set up, and then they have to ring her back and go, you know, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, um, Stone Cold told you to go fuck yourself. Oh, that's no, actually quite good. That's, that's like having Stan Lee shout extremes <laughs> in your face. <laughs> I am happy. He stopped drinking as well. Apparently, Steve Austin. He's done two weeks um, sober. Is that? Stopping drinking. Well, I can go like a week. I think there was a period where the court mandated he wasn't allowed to drink beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, he yeah. got. He, I'm not going to go into it. If he does, he's yet. not allowed to key it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let's, key a beer. let's save it for a future episode where we talk about his domestic abuse allegations. Yay! Keep it light. <laughs> uh, Mark Haynes, uh, we are doing a special. We right are. Now. Oh, but Pete, let me tell you, there's something else out there that's special. <laughs> what? So the first wave of people who ordered <laughs> our enamel pins. Oh have wow! Got, uh, do you know what? It's a lovely thing. So we put out this merchandise like mm. all wrestlers mm. and it's really nice when you see on twitter people going i've got my thing and i'm really happy <laughs> and i'm really happy because oh. a it means i can tick it off it's been delivered <laughs> I, i'm not going to prison <laughs> and b it's nice to see everyone enjoying it so you're going to get your first glimpse oh this yes. is the first time i've seen these lovely so, old dark this job. is our alfred hayes pin <laughs> uh, designed by mecca chate who Beautiful. is fantastic oh he's actually quite big it's actually quite a big one isn't it that's got on my bag are you saying it's great value for money. I think it's great. Well, what is it? Was a tenner? Six pounds, Pete. What? I know. That's ins- I would spend. I when I was in Japan, I spent so much money on so little. I know. I- <laughs> it's it's worth us saying. I mean, we make a lot more profit oh, he's on got the t-shirts. A head underneath. Yeah, you know, you get a little photo of yes. Alfred Hayes as well. Ah. Oh. This is enjoyable. I'm taking it off so I can put it on my back. And Mecca Chate, who is so good, and he's got his own uh, big cartel store. Mm. Do check it out. Uh, he's also given you a t shirt. Oh, uh, thank that you, Mecca Chate. features um, Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryanson, Brian Danielson, <laughs> otherwise known as the WWE's Daniel Bryan, mm. uh, fighting Nigel McGuinness from their match in uh, Ring of Honor well, in you, Liverpool. Thank you very much. And it's a medium as well, which is my size. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mecca Chate. Look at that. Um, um, from one Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> Let me tell to you, one if, if, Donald Me- Peterson. <laughs> if Mecca Chate makes as much profit on his T-shirts as we do ours, that is very much an allowable expense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love this badge. It's great. It is beautiful. It's, it's really lovely. nice. I'm so glad that we've... I'm this so this now like sounds a bit like QVC, QVC yeah. which is embarrassing, but it is it's actually a thing of beauty. Surely there must have been wrestlers who've been on QVC uh, before selling their wares. Yeah, I bet there's uh, loads. There's a story from SummerSlam 92 about the guy who did QVC UK mm. realising that wrestlers had a little marketability. Right. And he got the bushwhackers to come in oh, and do a no. QVC. And it went so well, he <laughs> ended up taking them to Scots in Mayfair, which is a very posh <laughs> fish restaurant. And he was a bit worried because they Not were like, fish sardines, They love mate. sardines. And they got in there and he was like, I hope they behave. And the waiter came up and he went, oh my God, is this the Bushwhackers? <laughs> and he was like, even the maitre d' of Scots in Mayfair knows who these wrestlers are. Proper good. I want to know what happened after that point, though. I want to know what happened, whether they trashed the restaurant. Uh, they ruined it, they yeah. Licked, they yeah. licked the shoulders' faces. They, they just left a really poor tip. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was the worst thing they could have done. There were so many bad... TripAdvisor reviews that afternoon. <laughs> it was so rubbish. I've uh, I've also been on TripAdvisor. I think this will come up later right. in this bit. But I, I was on TripAdvisor looking at uh, a, a, a great wrestler's restaurant. Mm. Jeez, oh, that was hard Jeez-o. to say. Um, Abdullah the Butcher's House of Ribs 
Chinese food. Right. Okay. No, no and in that. <laughs> That's how he's chosen to do it. But I was in TripAdvisor looking at that. And if you like hearing bad reviews plucked out of what was uniformly quite a good panoply of reviews, stay tuned. Yes. Because I'll be reading the one really bad one. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. <laughs> um, so I guess we need to let people know what show we're doing right yeah, now. We are doing the granddaddy of them all, uh, Starcade 1983. Mm. The first really big super show uh, and it was put on under the auspices of the NWA the National Wrestling Alliance and that was an umbrella company that had loads of different places all around America with wrestlers and they worked together mm. uh, they would share a world champion and they'd all benefit from that. So mm. they were really, until they folded in 2001, uh, when they were called the WCW, they were really the only alternative to WWF. All right, okay. So it's it's Starcade. It's Starcade. It's 1983. What what did you think of it? I mean, I mean, well, what's I your initial Starcade? <laughs> the spelling Star is off. a bit much. I don't know why it's got two R's. <laughs> why has it got two R's? It's really confusing. Dusty Rhodes came up with the name, <laughs> and at that point, he wasn't a booker. He was just a big mainstream talent. Yeah, and he came up with Starcade. That is Starcade. <laughs> and Cause it's like, is it like Arcade of Stars, effectively? Because I guess Arca- I guess Arcades were big then, weren't they? With the yeah, the kids with their do you know what everybody daddy loves an arcade? <laughs> what could be better than an arcade Starcade? Okay. You know, no one ever talks about the double R. Mm. And even, like, when I first used to see Starcade advertised, I'd sort of go, they spelt that wrong, surely. I couldn't find it on the WWE, WWE Network. Yeah. <laughs> I've not been out with Marcus Gowton. Um, <laughs> the WWE Network uh, with... Um, yeah, I, 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 couldn't I, couldn't I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. There's another massive spelling mistake in here, which is it's subtitled "A Flare for the Gold." Yes, and they misspell "flare" <laughs> if it's about Ric Flair, and they also misspell "flare" if you're saying "a flare, flare for gold." <laughs> so they've gone for "f l a r e" like a flare you let off. Yeah, and it doesn't work in either of those <laughs> things. And again, nobody ever brings it up. The one thing I, 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 I've always wanted in wrestling is good spelling. <laughs> Well, you ain't going to get it here. No, not at all. There's some great graphics. This so it's so weird, sort of going back to because this isn't even as polished as the first WrestleMania. No, we watched. and this is the third, furthest that you've been back. So this mm. is 1983, two right. years before WrestleMania. Ah, I see. Right. And uh, what's happening here is is this is really the the start of the big super card. Mm. What what's happened before this? In March, there's a show that they put on in Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm. And normally, when you're working in the NWA they would take a show around the country. So you'd see the same matches. So if Ric Flair was taking on Wahoo McDaniel, you'd be able to see that in your local area. Yeah. And for some reason, they decided, let's do an exclusive match. Let's do Ricky Steamboat and Jay Youngblood mm. against the then NWA Tag Team Champions, Sergeant Slaughter and Don Canodal. Mm. And we're going to put it in a cage, and we're going to say if Steamboat and Youngblood don't win the belts, then they will be forced to split up. Right. And they didn't put this around. They just made it on one night in mm. Greensboro Coliseum. And for some reason, it, it, it blew their minds in that the... the audience they attracted was so much bigger than they could have imagined. They sold out the place, they turned away 16,000 people. Mm. There were traffic jams all through Greensboro. It was on the local press saying uh, there's a wrestling show that's brought everything to a standstill. Yeah. The radio was reporting it. And they realised there, there was, for the first time, there was an appetite for people coming from a long way away to see specific matches. Yeah. And that was the, the moment that they went, well, what if we did a show that instead of having a couple of these big national stars on and then you 
your usual guys. Mm. What if we did one that was just all the stars? That, would, that, would, be in, that would be like on the West Coast and the East Coast. They'd be everywhere. So they'd you'd be... have your best guys from Florida. Mm. You'd have your best guys from California. You'd have your best guys from North Carolina. There are no best guys from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Florida men <laughs> are known to be Florida is quality. huge for wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Wrestlers love Florida because it was between the WWE, who were based in New York, mm. and uh, the NWA, who were based in the Carolinas. Yes. And Florida has really good... You can tan in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a body-beautiful culture. Mm. So... Hulk Hogan, for example, lived in Tampa. Mm. Brutus Beefcake, you know, Mark mm. Lewin. There were loads and loads of wrestlers who were all Florida-based. Mm. Um, huge territory in Florida as well, yeah. by Dusty Rhodes and Kevin Sullivan, which was just one that people liked doing. They mm. liked the, the, the atmosphere, they liked the weather, they liked the payoffs. So everything comes together on this, on this one night mm. where they begin saying, let's get everyone in and do a show that you can only see if you're there or... If you can't travel, you can see it in your local theatre. So this is the first mm. time they do closed-circuit TV. Well, the, the commentator, um, I'm not really sure who it is at this point, but I think I go on to figure out who he is. Um, every, like, everybody in this show looks like there should be a Netflix documentary, like a true crime documentary. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so 70s and so local news anchor in the northeast of England. It's really worth saying this is pre-wrestling becoming a big TV standard. Right. So these are the guys who have been doing this for, in some cases, 35 years. Yeah. And they've never really been exposed on television. So on this... Th- they this get exposed on television they here, I tell you what. They would have a big name, you'd go and see mm. them, you'd go, crikey, I had no idea that Johnny Weaver was nearly 100. <laughs> and you could do that in a local place because he wouldn't be back for five months. Yeah. But on this one, this is a fantastically interesting point where television comes in Mm. and what happens is there's a load of people who are on television for the first time and you realise they're not really made for TV. Well, uh, the commentators don't even realise what's going on when it comes to television. An overflow crowd here at the Greensboro Coliseum, over 16,000 thousands turned away tonight and I understand uh, went on down to Winston-Salem to pick us up, of course, on the uh, closed circuit uh, TV broadcast and a great opportunity for everybody seeing this absolute new aura in uh, professional wrestling. New aura. New aura. It's a new aura, guys. I love that where they put something in front of Gordon Soley. Gordon Soley <laughs> is, is, is the greatest wrestling commentator of all time. Right. And he is the daddy of it. He's one of the first people who brought a, a dignity to professional wrestling. Right. Uh, Before, he also, it wasn't quite so carny no, under, under his watch, I No, abs- and he was very much, this is a game of human chess. That's mm. one of his famous lines. Right. He'd also uh, popularised the phrase, uh, the crimson mask, when people uh, were, were bleeding. Right. He had a weird quirk which is he didn't pronounce the move suplex as suplex. He always pronounced it souple. And he does it a couple of times in here where he sort of goes, a race with a back souple. And I don't know, everyone's sort of like, it was a quirk of his. But someone should have said, Gordon, mate, you're the greatest of all time. Got to get that right. Got, it, it, it's not called a closed circuit television. It is horrible. It's like in the old days when they used to say, you've got to read out a website address. And you go, so you can get us on the world wide web. we talk about 
Freight Train Jones. I <laughs> loved him. He's the father of the WWF manager Slick. Yeah, that's what I texted you. I said, oh my God, it's Slick's dad. <laughs> yeah. And and he... <laughs> they all look like dads. <laughs> they all look like everyone's dads. They look like a cross between dads and like primary school caretakers. Well, Bugsy looks like... Arn Anderson, if he was mm. microdosing lard every fucking <laughs> hour of the day. I looked at Bugsy, but he, had, he's got a sort of funny gimmick, which is that he's quite childlike. Mm. So he does things where he sort of puts his fingers around his eyes like a pair of spectacles <laughs> and he rubs his own head and everything. Well, that's what you see. You kind of had, the, the wrestlers had to f- f- sort of do more stuff that wasn't wrestling, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They had to do more stuff to kind of draw the, the attention, I suppose. Yeah, every time Rufus... Uh, oh, do you know I'm always so close to calling him Rufus Thomas. <laughs> right. Who's Rufus Thomas? I don't know. Do, do Rufus email Brevet. Us. Email if the you know Rufus Thomas, because I keep on thinking about him. <laughs> but Rufus Jones, every move that he makes, he does a sort of funny leg shimmy yeah. and a bit of sort of like body rippling. Mm. And it gets old very quickly. <laughs> it really, it really does. It was, it was like Rufus got has kind of got Andre's physique, but he's a normal size man. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, why do you walk like he also that? Why are your legs so small? When he comes in, he's got a championship belt on. <laughs> and I did look at it and think, is there no one else in your territory <laughs> who looks more like a champion <laughs> than Rufus Jones? <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't. I found, I found, I've become that sort of person who starts to Google, then gets lost down a fucking YouTube hole. I found. Um, Has he made a porno? I just, <laughs> no, no, God, I hope not. Um, I found a pro of Rufus. It's so funny because Rufus can't speak. He just can't speak. <laughs> U.S. champ Greg Valentine versus Mid-Atlantic champ Rufus R. Jones. Well, you know that Greg Valentine had to be a re- good wrestler. Right. <laughs> Greg <Grape, laughs> Valentine has to be a good wrestler. I'm going to go through the whole thing. U.S. champ Greg Valentine versus Mid-Atlantic champ Rufus R. Jones. Well, you know that Greg Valentine had to be a re- good wrestler to keep the belt long he has. You know Rufus Jones got to be pretty good himself to keep the girl I have here. So let me tell you some great Valentine. <laughs> Still you great Valentine. Me head on, right here in Lansbury, December the 2nd. And I'm going to do everything in my power to beat you. And you can do everything in your power to beat me. And I know that. <laughs> but that Rufus Jones going to be strutting. It's going to be stepping. going to be looking good. The people going to be hollering and screaming. And I'm going to be getting down, brother. <laughs> and this guy from Super Bowl here gonna knock you out with it. Cause Rufus Jones gotta prove to you and to everyone else that I'm a better man, you are great Valentine. <laughs> and Lansbury is the place, December the second, brother, and I get to you right now. Lansbury. Greg Valentine. It's great, it's great Valentine. Like, I, I really, it really made me want to make a cocktail called the Grape Valentine. <laughs> Delicious. I love the fact he's bad in the ring. And you go, well, he's probably good on the mic. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what television did. It took all these guys who've been working for, for the last 30 years yeah. in these small places, and it exposed them. Mm. And suddenly you've got that record of him not really being able to do his job very well. <laughs> the assassins, there's a funny thing about them because they're wearing these uh, yellow masks and they've got black bodysuits on. Mm. And the bodysuits, they hide a multitude of sins on Jodie <laughs> Hamilton, the original assassin, who must be, uh, by this point, 60-odd. Mm. And 
they are moving around, but because it's so black behind mm. them, it's just like these big floating orange heads. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, so weird. Remember that spooky kind of? Um, it was like a morning news show, I think, and it was Halloween, and they had a man, and they had, I think, their, their weatherman or something, put a pumpkin on his head and had a black <laughs> suit, and he did a little spooky dance, and it became an internet meme. He <laughs> reminded me of them, the horrible floating kind of oh, well, that greasy kind of TV we'll, camera. We'll move on from that now, and uh, <laughs> it's the eleventh of November. So here's the one minute silence. <laughs> Terribly done. Um, this this again is is very much the sort of opening match that you'd get had you been watching wrestling in the eighties. Yeah, people not really working very hard, and the the actual pinfall on Bugsy McGraw is properly. You go, oh my, that would look crap. So so sixty five year old Jody Hamilton rolls him up, and he just can't get out. And the audience, um, the audience are a hot audience. Yeah, I mean oh. that's the thing that sort of got me was that the audience makes this, even though you can't fucking see. Massively. And the whole thing is like a bit, whoa, what the fuck's going on here? They, they cut a wow. couple of times to the audience. There's a bit where you see a guy with a Polaroid camera <laughs> and there's a guy next to him having a fag. And it couldn't be more <laughs> different from how it's become. Well, I've, I've sort of, I did naughty little screenshots of the faces of Starkhead Great. at 83. So we can post them up on Twitter when this uh, episode goes Fantastic. Up. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. He has a lot of durability. A couple of bits of trivia. Rise. I noticed that um, Bugsy McGraw started his career under a mask as the Big O. And he was called the Big <laughs> O because if you saw him, you would climax. He was so <laughs> sexy. fucking sexy. <laughs> um, he, he is, he is, he looks like, uh, the, the closest thing I can, I can do, in the 80s, growing up like in, in, in the periphery of London, mm. there'd always be people who like lived on the estate that my grandparents lived on. Mm. There'd be a couple of lads that where they went, he's a very nice lad, he's 55, he's still living 
lives at home mm. because when he was young, they dropped him out of a window and he, he's never been right since. <laughs> and they'd always say to you, he'll hug you, but you've got to tell him if he hugs you too tightly. <laughs> and you'd go around to see Mrs. Fry mm. and her son would be there and he'd, he'd jump up and he'd grab you and they looked like Bugsy McGraw every <laughs> single time. So when I see this where Bugsy McGraw is being all sort of silly, I think, oh, as long as you're one of the assassins, if he hugs you too hard, <laughs> just tell us. you just have to say something. Just tell us. It's not offensive, it's just he's different. <laughs> I, I read a little... Um, so Hercules Hernandez is, is assassin number two mm. and I googled... What I do now is I tend to Google the name of a wrestler and then the word arrested to yes. see what good <laughs> stories are there. And uh, Hercules, as far as I know, was not arrested. What? Um, but they mentioned that when he was working in, in the Mid-South, which mm. was the main federation under the NWA umbrella here, um, there was a fan who ran into the ring when he was doing a match one night and he tackled him as he was coming into the ring. Right. And the police grabbed the fan and brought him to the back room and then they handcuffed him to a chair and he had to sit there until Hercules had finished his match and then Hercules came back and slapped the fan unconscious while police looked away. Wow. One of those good old wrestling stories. Yeah. Justice. justice. Wrestling justice. Hercules needs justice. <laughs> um, I imagine the person who he beat up would be delighted to know that Hercules did have a massive heart attack at a relatively young age, which was undoubtedly brought on by his use of steroids. There are some very young deaths uh, in this one. Or certainly one that I thought, bloody hell. I tell you what, I used my little trick of writing Arrested. You've got some good ones coming up. <laughs> you wait till we get to Dick Slater. Oh, jeez Dick Slater later. Oh, I could have typed in Dick Slater murder something would have come up <laughs> oh lovely you're going to love this shit the production again like Gordon Sawley is it Gordon Sawley the bloke who yeah it's Gordon Sawley and a guy called Bob Cordle right and they were very much the old school wrestling announcers mm. who do it very seriously and, yeah. and with dignity mm. I think it's uh, it's actually really refreshing to hear this sort of smooth commentary yeah it's, they almost commentate like it's a like almost like a really boisterous snooker match. It's yeah. actually quite kind of. It's not quite as bombastic and quite as you know. And I, I can see why they didn't use them for very much longer. Maybe I don't know, but um, the crowd, like, just I don't know the 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 way that. Um, he looks, and the way that everybody looks in this thing, it just makes you go, oh, the, the, the late 70s, the early 80s, I've missed those times. I, I first saw this event on a, a, a videotape that they released. When WWE became massive in the early 90s, mm. there were a couple of sort of small companies who would put out American wrestling tapes. Yes. And they tended to be, whenever you'd look on the back, it would say, write to us at Unit 4 in Wembley Industrial <laughs> yeah. Estate. And they would put out three or four tapes, and they'd be the stuff that they could license. And it would tend to be, by and large, quite crap. Mm. And there was one tape that came out that was called Pro Wrestling Illustrated Lord of the Rings mm. and it had all of the clips so at the time of like 1990 maybe it was really difficult to see this old stuff it mm. just didn't exist it had never really been shown in Britain and you couldn't find these tapes anywhere and they had this one tape and it had clips of things like the Valentine Piper chain match and you'd read about these in the monthly magazines that they did but you'd never see them and mm. that hour of this grimy dark it was just like looking back into prehistory <laughs> and i still find like watching starcade now mm. uh, that for me is the sweet spot in wrestling yeah this, this period where it's murky it's underground it's you can see these people who will later become huge names when they're really good they're at the peak of their career a lot more women here. in these in the crowd as well i'd sort of and, noticed. and really noticeable that, that they're not just talking to women but when mm. the matches are happening the shrill noise mm. Of the women making the cheering and, and the squealing mm. is really noticeable. Mm. I mean, in Japan, the uh, 
audiences tend to be split 50-50. Mm. So women do tend to go to more wrestling. And at this point in America, you wouldn't think that in 1983 in Greensboro, North Carolina, you'd have a pretty much a 50-50 split. And mm. that's certainly the way it looks. I think, um, I, 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 I'd sort of, again, a bit of a but I was, I was over in Japan uh, a, few, a few weeks ago and, I, and we tried to go to a New Japan show. Uh-huh. And uh, we got to Osaka and we're like, oh, they're, they're playing tonight some, some place. So we're like, awesome, we'll try and get tickets. And we didn't realise, like, Chris Jericho was on. And I was like, well, you chose, yeah, he's gonna- <laughs> you chose one of the big shows in, a, in the three-year period where business <laughs> has never been better. <laughs> How could we have known, Mark? Oh, you should have been, oh, I'm Pete Donaldson from the <laughs> WrestleMe podcast. Imagine explaining that <laughs> to a Japanese man. Yeah, it's, it's mainly, we, we talk about them in a disrespectful way about how they died. Right, <laughs> okay. Maybe you'd like to leave, sir. Maybe I would. Maybe you'd like to take the tiger mask off. Um, <laughs> um, Tony Schiavone. I like him. Tony Schiavone, yeah. Tony Schiavone, is it Tony Schiavone? Schiavone, they they have real difficulty pronouncing his name (laughs) in this. An early appearance by him, but he becomes the voice of WCW for many, many years, until they fold in 2001. But, like, so he's sort of like the locker room kind of kid, and he's got, like, a really long mic. (laughs) Which, to be honest, is something that WrestleMania WrestleMania should have taken note of. Yeah. Longer mic, you can jam it in their face, and then you'd have to worry about sound problems. The best thing (laughs) about those bits is seeing what the wrestlers wear as real clothes. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's just good because, like, you just see, like, like, there's just the background. I was, and I, I didn't look forward to see who was on the bill later on, but, like, just Ric Flair's just in the back, milling about, like, just sat at the back. Yeah. Roddy Piper sort of walking into shot and walking out. Like, they've never been on camera before. <laughs> like, they, they don't look like wrestlers. They just look like actors who are just waiting to get out there and do their thing. There's a bit they do with Harley Race, and Harley <laughs> Race is, is sitting there in a, in a plaid jacket, yeah. which is huge. And he's sitting there, and he's got a, a, a sort of like blue silk waistcoat on, <laughs> and a medallion, yeah. and his hands are covered in his Rolex and his big rings and stuff like that, and he looks absolutely absurd. <laughs> but had you seen him in 83, in North Carolina, you'd been like, that guy is a huge success. That guy is money, but, but in I reality... I miss people not wearing a load of, like, really gaudy stuff he to looks go, like, I'm doing all right. He looks like Disco Fred West. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like Fred West at Studio whatever it's called in New York. Yeah, a Studio 54. The Studio 54. <laughs> the Studio 54, Fred West. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would look like. That is a good look. <laughs> I th- he also looks sort of like a grumpy animated king from <laughs> yeah, something just, where his daughter he disobeys him. He needs a gobbler. That's <laughs> yeah. what he needs. I love Harley Race. He's, <laughs> he is so good in this and the weird thing about Harley Race is sometimes when you listen to his <laughs> promos you go, you're not very good at this. Mm. But then you begin to sort of go, actually, I think this is probably what he's like. Yeah. He's just a tough hombre and there's something about him that is delightful ah oh, I, I, I couldn't get enough of those backstage interviews i yep. also like the fact that when it ends there's a there's about a 15 minute roundup oh, yeah, they treat the it like thing, a proper sport the whole thing is so strange it's like the super bowl it's like they have interviews we'll come on to it but they have interviews with um, the stars they have interviews with the winner they have interviews with the loser they, get, they do all the stuff and it's like what is this? Like, just end it. Just end. And, and before that, in between the penultimate match and the last match, there is a good five minutes where not a word is said. No. It just, they're just, I don't know, they're putting the walls up or whatever, they're putting the uh, cage up or whatever, and not a word is said for ages. Yeah, yeah. And until the ring announcer gets gets in and does his thing, it, nothing is said. It's like watching a, a stream. <laughs> yeah. And I, I sort of, there's something about that that I love because it's sort of like you feel like you're you're there. <laughs> there's no sort of neat edits. 
no. and everything made good. And that There's is no, the one that, yeah, no, 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 no tidying up shots. Yeah, no tidying up at yeah. all. It's... The only time they, they cut from being a sort of standard shot of the ring mm. is they do these ones quite low down. You get the lights in the background, and it feels like you've run up to the ring yeah. and are just looking up at what's going on. And a really needless um, um, above to below shot, like I above shot. I love that <laughs> shot. I don't know so why they the don't use that all the time. <laughs> it makes the ring look massive. It makes the ring look bloody, which is what it ended up as. It's repulsive, isn't it's it? A dis- this I, uh... is, it's, it's well worth saying that this is a disgusting <laughs> garbage Nonsense, garbage man. It's just, it's just blood everywhere. I went on eBay last night and I typed in <laughs> Starcade 83 and it didn't bring me up enough stuff, so right. I clicked worldwide. And there's a guy who is who owns the Ric Flair gown that oh, he nice wears way, yeah. at Starcade 83. And he says, over the years, some of the feathers have become falling off it. So he's <laughs> selling the individual feathers on a plaque for $50. I, yeah. No, yeah, I think uh, it's 41 quid, I think it yeah. is actually. It might be $70. And uh, I was like, this is good. What else has this dude got? for sale <laughs> and he offers a combo deal of a feather from Ric Flair's Starcade 83 yeah. uh, gown and a portion of the mat which oh, is wow. used and the mat bit he's selling has got a massive load of blood on it it's, I'm surprised it's, uh, it, it would be luckier to find one without a bit of blood on it oh. it's disgusting by the end of it, it. Uh, it's so old men's blood it's so dirty it's also the way that it's like it's sort of an off blue colour and then they've got the NWA logo which is like made in sort of like yellow tape <laughs> and it's not 100% lined up and it just looks like again you'd sort of go I'm really excited by wrestling I go and see this and you'd go there and you'd go wow I'm watching the ring set up and someone would go fuck off blonde job <laughs> like that. it just has that look of it that all the glamour that you asso- uh, that I associate with this it does not exist do, it, the, do the bits of ring they get washed like after no like, do they, they, they don't get reused no are you going to wash a ring or are you going to try and sell it to some fucking Idiots. mark <laughs> that's, that's the reality man oh wow I, 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 the blood did make me go I'd, I'd like this yeah. if it had been just a normal ring you'd be like yeah but I look at it now and I go, I could clone Bugsy McGraw. <laughs> I wonder if you could DNA test it. <laughs> There'd be about 30 people there, wouldn't there? So much blood. Oh, but then you could like just do a potluck thing of going, which wrestler am I going to clone? Because now, 83, long time ago, 2018, cloning. So who would I clone? Oh, no, I've got the assassin one. How did, how did Dusty Rhodes, he didn't even wrestle. How did Dusty Rhodes get his blood? I bleed, I bleed out of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know you're going to end up with Abdullah. I mean, that's the, the chances are you're going to have an Abdullah. You're going, you've got a package full of hepatitis. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> oh dear. Um, match two: Kevin Sullivan and match and uh, Mark Lewin with Gary Hart uh, defeating, yes, defeating Scott McGee and Johnny Weaver. Johnny Weaver looks so old, and they treat him it so does. poorly. Mark, he looks like a plastic tree in the garden of a pub. You know those spooky trees? He looks like that. He looks like a spooky old tree from like, uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Perfect example, he, would, he, he was wrestling from the 60s. Yeah. He would have been a guy who his name was on there, he was a big name. <laughs> right. And again, you'd see him in probably like 82 and you'd go, yes. fucking hell. Looks like your granddad's He's really mate. old. We saw him three years ago, he didn't look like this. <laughs> well, I sort of did a little Google, I thought, I wondered if he had a, a long career in wrestling. And as you can see, from the guy's Fucking forehead. Oh my so we're, God. we're looking at what we're looking at there, Mark. Oh, we are we are looking at just those deep old razor grooves <laughs> where you've got colour. 
And, oh, the thing is, I mean, this is, if you love seeing grooved heads... There's a lot of groove. Abdullah's a, a, a beautiful piece of work. This is... He could famously fit a gambling chip in the groove and it will stay on his head. <laughs> Johnny Weaver was a sort of technical wrestler, so it's sort of quite surprising that at the end of his career he's just been doing juice jobs. Um, they absolutely murder him in this, though. Oh, no, they murder little Scott McGee oh, as little well. Scott McGee, yeah. right, OK, OK. Scott McGee is the one who is the young baby face, <laughs> and uh, they... they absolutely tear him apart. His real <laughs> name is uh, Garfield Ports. He was right. the, the son of a, a famous British wrestler from the 60s called Jeff Ports. Um, but he was there to be the, the baby face in peril. Right. And Jesus Christ, <laughs> they try and kill him. Um, did, did you like Johnny Weaver? Yeah, I did. Well, I, uh, well, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to sort of figure out what's going on in a lot of these matches, to be honest. Yeah. Because I am just sort of going... Right, because I guess like when telly came in, everyone would present to one side of the ring or they would do all the things to one side of the ring or they yeah. would know where the things were, but everyone's just doing their own stuff yeah, until someone brings up, what do they hurt him with? What do they hurt everyone uh, well, with? It's, that, it's, it's always hard to tell. Is it like, a, it looks like... Um, do, do you know what I think they are? I think they're pencils wrapped in gauze. So they're right. a sort of strange, not quite an recognisable implement. Yeah. But it was just like some wrestlers. Abdullah used to have a sort of a flat yeah, a plastic did. thing. Right. He, he famously used the fork, but right. he also used to sometimes have something wrapped in gauze. Yeah. And I think it was one of those things that you could use the blunt end, and it wouldn't hurt so much. Right. It, it's hard to tell, but right. I don't know what they use on him here. Because they sort of really kind of they try and palm it so that it doesn't go in quite as far. Mm. They're very careful, but at the same time, you're still stabbing a man in the face above the eye. Yes. I watched dangerous. a little video by Abdullah where he explained how the fork trick worked. <laughs> and this was very much in the wake of him uh, losing a £2.3 million lawsuit to a wrestler called Devin Nicholson who <laughs> he, he believed Abdullah had transmitted hep C to him. Mm. Uh, and that was done because he'd seen a match where Abdullah had used a razor blade in himself and then had used the razor blade on Devin Nicholson, yeah. thereby transmitting the, the hep C. It was and upheld as well in the case in the state of Georgia, I think, where it, Abdullah... It lived. was. I, I mean, I mean, the, uh, Abdullah is 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 uh, basically his gimmick was he would bleed. If you mm. saw Abdullah, he would bleed, and I, 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 you know, you don't want to get into the ins and outs of it, but. I, I, if I had a match with Abdullah, I imagine Abdullah would cut me open. Yeah. And I'd have nothing to say about that other than, well, you know, this is happening. I watched a shoot interview with Honky Tonk Man who said, if he did that to me, I would not care for it. <laughs> I would not care for it. I saw Abdullah explaining it to someone where he said, the thing is, I don't actually hit you with a fork. I, I would scoop it over your head and it wouldn't touch. But then I've watched a load of matches <laughs> where I can see him absolutely bouncing the fork off people's heads. So, I mean, you know, we can say whatever we like, can't we? Because <laughs> words are meaningless um, but but in this one they they use something whatever it is i mean i presume i presume they they have you know, given uh, a bit of colour yeah, to uh, well, to poor little Garfield Port, and uh, Scott McGee is then bleeding like a stuck pig. Um, <laughs> and then I, I suppose it needs to be something big enough that the audience can see it as if mm. it's an object. But oh yeah, yeah, it's gross. Um, Johnny Weaver, who you've just said you're a huge fan of, <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Mark Lewin because he uh, he was in pretty good nick. Mark Lewin's great. Chat. He started off in the sixties as a heartthrob character, and he really managed to keep a career going until yeah. pretty much the nineties. Um, very very popular. Among well, the other wrestlers. Well, I googled, I googled him because uh, he had two brothers who were also in, in, in wrestling. Uh, this is their Wikipedia entries. Uh, Don Lewin uh, was an American professional wrestler, marine, and tropical fish, fish breeder. Ooh. Uh, Theodore Peter Lewin, get this, he's, uh, his pen name is Ted Lewin. He's an American illustrator and writer of children's books. 
you know, Lewin and his wife Betsy Lewin drew on their travels to exotic places such as the Amazon River, Botswana, Egypt, Lapland, Sahara Desert and India. Um, Lewin has illustrated over 100 books for children and young adults in the past 20 years. But he had a wrestling career of yeah. like six years. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, he, I, he actually wrote an autobiography called Incredible. I Was a Teenage Pro Wrestler. Incredible. Uh, Ted Lewin. And it's a, it's a really sweet book. Um, <laughs> Mark Lewin of The Three Brothers, uh, I don't think at the time he was the most successful in the 60s, right. but he had the longest career. Mm. And he is seen as being sort of um, a hardcore pioneer. He went through to the 90s and had a lot of matches with Sabu. Oh, so yeah. he's a real connection with the, the, the glory years of the 60s. Right. He managed to keep going. Yeah. Um, Kevin Sullivan, there's a good bit here where they just sort of say, uh, Kevin Sullivan alleged to be a droid. Yes! <laughs> Which I really Sullivan, enjoyed. of course, uh, extremely dangerous, known as the Boston Battler in the purple trunks. It's Scott McGee now with the side headlock, and it is uh, Sullivan bringing him into the ring ropes. Johnny Weaver had made the tag. Weaver in the red trunks now has the side headlock on Sullivan. Many people have accused Sullivan of being a druid. It's <laughs> just the way it goes from commentating about the match, talking us through it like it's on radio, and then he goes, uh, many people have accused him of being a druid. Kevin Sullivan did a very groundbreaking um, angle where he was a sort of Satanist, and it was never really been seen in wrestling in the early mm. 80s. And Kevin Sullivan, very good booker and very creative mind mm. in wrestling. Uh, but it's a weird thing where if you don't follow wrestling, they're just like, when would you Druids, scary. <laughs> druids. I mean, like, is it just alleged the, to be a druid. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst. It's just thing. not being a man of Christ, isn't it? Really, not, yeah. not a man of God. Never uh, mind. Kevin Sullivan, when he was a booker for WCW <laughs> in the nineties, he um, uh, uh, was married to uh, uh, Nancy Benoit. Uh, oh, is that right? Yes, and he did an angle with his wife where he said, let's pretend you're having an affair with Chris Benoit. Right. And he was like, let's make it look really real. We'll book you hotel rooms together. We'll book you, like, cars and things. And, of course... That went badly. I mean, I mean, great booking. Because, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, absolutely they kayfabe that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and, and uh, he, he is, he is a, a remarkable man because he's it's such longevity. Mm. Seen as being a great wrestling mind. Um, and, you know, a terrible tragedy that obviously happened with Chris Benoit, mm. who, who would murder Nancy Benoit. Mm. And he was very measured in, in the wake of it. He was, um, you know, he, he, he didn't necessarily say that, you know, Chris Benoit was thoroughly evil, which seemed like a very magnanimous act. Yeah. Um, you Difficult. were going on about how much you love Johnny I Weaver. I love Johnny Weaver. Yeah, Johnny you love Johnny Weaver. Can I not get enough of him? Well, he was married to one of the leading female wrestlers uh, for decades uh, called Penny Banner. Mm. And um, they were together for a long time. In her self-published autobiography, uh, which was called Banner Days, uh, she wrote about the decades of physical abuse that she had suffered oh. at the hands of uh, Johnny Weaver. Oh. She called him Johnny Ace in the book, uh, which was unfortunate because she was trying to hide his identity to people who didn't follow wrestling. There is another wrestler called Johnny Ace. <laughs> <laughs> so oh no! That, that wasn't great. Um, <laughs> but she said that he, she, she once, he once, Johnny Weaver, nearly killed her doing a sleeper hold, which was his finishing move on her. Um, so, I I mean, you were all like, I love Johnny I Weaver. I love Johnny Weaver. Well, let I can't me, believe he's let him on down like let, this. Let me distance myself from that. I thought on this he looked old, and I think in real life he was a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, shall we leave this episode here and uh, get on to the uh, rest of uh, Starkid 83 uh, next week? Um, I, wow. I hear with, you were oh. going on about how much you love Dirty Dick Slater. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how dirty is that dick? That's what I want to know. We're going to find why, out next why time. Why we end every fucking podcast with domestic abuse? Every <laughs> Because this is wrestling. It's every second wrestler, that's why. It really is. <laughs> and, the, and the other half of them are the women. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Nah. That sounded like a glib way to end it. Oh. <laughs> All rest are abusers. They're not. Some of them are some dusty them, rods. Some of them died too early. Rest on me, Rest on me, Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.